I'm Larissa, and I want to help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand so you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and innovators so they can thrive by doing what they love. I'm passionate about digital marketing for jewelry brands, and I'm excited to share my passion with you. This is episode 98, and today we're going to be talking about a principle known as the 80-20 rule in marketing. Not only can it potentially provide you with the insight you need to grow your jewelry business, but it can also help you streamline your operations and get to the heart of what could make your business successful. But before I get to that, I want to remind you that my new book, Jewelry Marketing Joy, is now available for pre-order. And I also want to share some marketing-related news and insights from the past week that caught my attention. So my new book, Jewelry Marketing Joy, the first of its kind for the industry, is now available for pre-order and will be shipping October 13th. It includes more than 300 pages of comprehensive knowledge and wisdom about marketing your jewelry brand. Whether you're a beginner or you've been running your jewelry business for decades, you'll definitely benefit from the information in this book. I've been working on this project all year and some of the content has even been pulled from years of research and client work. So you can't even imagine how excited I am to finally get it out into the world. Visit jewelrymarketingjoy.com for more information about the book and to pre-order. All right, let's get to some marketing-related news. On a recent Twitter thread, influencer marketing expert Cody Wittick recently shared some awesome insights into pricing for influencer marketing. Are you thinking about using influencer marketing to supplement your holiday marketing strategy? If so, you'll definitely wanna know what you can expect before you start approaching relevant influencers for your jewelry brand. Cody says that it's actually really difficult for brands to navigate what fair pricing is since there's no set standard for influencer marketing. As some general guidelines, he uses the example of one Instagram story with swipe up. So if you're working with a micro-influencer, that's 10 to 100,000 followers, the proper compensation should just be free product. If you're working with a mid-tier influencer, that's 100 to 300,000 followers, it should cost $350 for that Instagram story. If you're working with a macro influencer at 500,000 to a million followers, the cost should be 750 for that one story. And if you're working with a celebrity, which is 1 million plus, the cost should be 1750 per Instagram story. I thought that was super interesting. Does it give you a better idea of what to expect about influencer pricing? If you've been trying to do some of your own Facebook ad campaigns, then you'll definitely want to hear what Facebook ad expert Mukja of Super Spicy Media has to say about metrics. First of all, did you know that there are about 500 different metrics of your ads that you can track with Facebook Business Manager? 
I hope that doesn't make you feel too overwhelmed. It's definitely a lot. However, the most important metric of all, according to Mokja, is cost per result or CPR. She says, quote, the cost per result tells you how your campaign is performing. If cost per result is increasing, then it means your performance is dropping. Your next step should be finding the reason behind that and plugging that hole, end quote. This is a great way to diagnose problems in your Facebook ad campaigns. This year, as you can imagine, Black Friday won't be happening in the traditional sense that we're all used to. Many retailers will be limiting foot traffic in their brick and mortar stores on the day after Thanksgiving. However, according to one article from Practical E-Commerce, many of those retailers are planning to launch aggressive sales much earlier than usual in order to make up for the loss. If you're currently in the process of planning your jewelry brand's holiday discounting strategy, then you may wanna think about some of the unconventional ways that the traditional players will be approaching discounting and see if you can add something unexpected to your own strategy too. Because let's face it, everything about 2020 has been completely unexpected. Why stop now? If you wanna get the links to the articles I share in this segment of the podcast, you can sign up for my email newsletter by visiting joyjoya.com slash signup, and you'll get a digest with the links every time a new episode drops. Okay, now let's get to the main point of this episode, which is all about the 80-20 rule. Developed by Italian economist Vilfredo Pareto in the early 1900s, the Pareto Principle, or the 80-20 rule, states that approximately 80% of the results come from 20% of the causes or efforts. While observing land ownership patterns in Italy, Pareto noticed that only about 20% of the population, the most powerful and wealthy people, owned about 80% of the land. So over time, scholars who learned about the Pareto principle realized that they could actually apply it to many different scenarios and activities, not just land ownership, and that it held true for many of these situations, including gardening, sports, sales, crime, productivity, workplace hazards, healthcare, and more. We can see real life examples of the Pareto principle all around us. For example, the top 20% of earners in the United States paid approximately 80 to 90% of federal income taxes in 2000, 2006, and 2018. Can you think of any way that this principle manifests itself in your life? All right, so now let's talk about what you care about. How does this relate to jewelry marketing? So there's a point here, it actually does relate. When it comes to marketing, a common trend among jewelry businesses is that 80% of revenue will actually only come from 20% of customers because that minority consists of the best and most loyal customers who buy frequently. Do you find that's true with your business? Furthermore, many jewelry businesses find that 80% of revenue actually only comes from about 20% of their product assortment. Most jewelry businesses have their hero products or their best sellers, the ones that are guaranteed to sell again and again. As a result, those products will maintain a firm place in the product assortment. Does your jewelry brand have those tried and true customer favorites? 
Let's talk about using the Pareto principle to your advantage now that you know a little bit about why it relates to jewelry marketing. So knowing these likelihoods that I just mentioned about your jewelry brand, how can you make use of this information? First, you wanna identify your top customers and then decide how you can get more customers like them. You must also brainstorm ways to improve your customer service offerings so you can maintain customer loyalty and really boost the customer experience. Next, you wanna identify your top selling products and not only decide how you can design and manufacture similar winning products, but also strategize about how you can price and promote those hero products accordingly so that they continue to sell on a regular basis. Have you ever combed through all your customer data and actually taken the time to identify the top 20% of your customers? Why haven't you designated these people as VIPs yet? Once you compile a list of your top customers, you'll be able to comb through that data and ask yourself the question, do these customers have anything in common? For example, they may all live in or near big cities, or they may all seem to have the same average order value when they check out. How are your top customers finding your brand? Is there a commonality there? How long does it typically take these customers to make a purchase after they discover your brand for the first time? Do they share something in common there? After you've identified some commonalities about those top 20% of your customers, then you'll wanna get to know them even more intimately. If you've never before leveraged the power of surveys for your jewelry brand, then now's a really great opportunity to do so. Use SurveyMonkey or Google Forms to create a survey that will gather any information you're currently lacking. For example, if you don't know your customers' ages, then you should definitely include a question about that. As long as your top customers have all given you permission to email them, then you can use email as the way to communicate that survey to them. Finally, you can segment your marketing efforts. So your top customers should be receiving super special promotions and updates. If you wanna treat your elite customers like VIPs, then you can send them special email marketing campaigns, offering them exclusive discounts and other incentives like early product and collection previews. Alternatively, you can implement a rewards program for customers who reach a specific spending threshold with you. Those VIPs may get access to perks like birthday discounts, free shipping, customer referral bonuses, and more. Now that you know how to make the most of your data about your top customers, you should also be examining your top performing products and observe how much weight they're actually pulling for your business. Nearly every jewelry business, as I mentioned, has its hero product, whether it's a pair of essential hoop earrings, an everyday cigar band, or a simple and easy to layer pendant necklace. What are those products for you? Once you identify your top selling products, you'll wanna adjust your product development strategy to help you create and produce more winners instead of duds. That's the goal, right? For example, let's pretend that your top selling product is a pair of bezel set diamond stud earrings. 
If you're not already offering this product in multiple metal colors, then you may wanna start manufacturing it in yellow gold, rose gold, white gold, and maybe even silver. In addition, if customers seem to like the size and comfort of that stud, then you should probably think about offering it in gemstone colors as well as the diamond option. Knowing your hero products can also help you with your pricing strategy. You likely use a pricing formula to help you determine the pricing of all your jewelry products. However, when it comes to your hero products, you may have a little bit of wiggle room, especially if you know that they'll be selling often and that they'll always be popular. Price your hero products slightly lower than your pricing formula may dictate, and you'll, you might be able to outprice your competitors on similar products. Alternatively, think about offering special bundle discounts or other discounts just on these best-selling products and watch them sell like hotcakes. The Pareto Principle obviously isn't always true. It's not like a law of the universe. It's more of a trend than a rule that's written in stone. However, even if your individual results don't necessarily match that 80-20 balance, you can still use this principle to make really educated decisions about your brand and set realistic goals for the future. If you struggle with setting priorities in your marketing strategy, then the Pareto principle can definitely help you stay focused and use your time in the most efficient way possible. What do you think about all this? You can always email me, Larissa, that's L-A-R-Y-S-S-A at joyjoya.com with your questions, comments, and feedback. And definitely visit jewelrymarketingjoy.com to learn more about my book, pre-order it, and wait with anxious anticipation until it's finally shipped on October 13th. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com where you can download our free ebook, Proven Conversion Strategies for E-Commerce Jewelry Retailers.